Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, though, BTP fans and supporters? I am your host, Mitchell Brock, with the great sports Morpheus, and we are back for episode two of this season of Bring the Pain Sports Talk after further review. All right, it is early March. Mm -hmm. All right, so Super Bowl's over, Pro Bowl's over, season's over. Mm -hmm. What we got going on right now? It's the combine. This it's is the, the uh, as I call it, the the speedo, the Olympics. underwear Olympics, the underwear Olympics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, of course, we're going to get into that. Um, we've both been to combines. Mm -hmm. He went to the NFL combine. Mm -hmm. I've been to some pro football combines, um, arena ball. That's that's how I got to play arena ball, things like that. So, let's first talk about our own personal experience at the combine. So, talk to us about your experience when you went to the uh, NFL regional. Well, the first thing is. Um, Walking into that that building as as a potential prospect, the evaluation process starts from the time that you get out the car, and they made that very clear up front. So, uh, I went to the combine on a Saturday morning, and there was probably around three hundred and forty invitees or so. About two hundred and sixteen of us walked out at the end. Is there that serious, man? Mm -hmm. So, um, the NFL is. Uh, the, the, the guy, uh, his name is Stephen Austin. Okay. Uh, he was the director of the regional combine. He, he, he came out from the very beginning. He said, guys, listen, I hate to be honest with you, but I am going to be honest with you. I'm looking for a reason to eliminate every single one of you. Yep. So don't give me a reason. And you had guys doing stupid stuff, just stupid shit, like one of them showed up with his baby mama. <sighs> but, man, this is the most important job interview of your life ever that's really ever. all it is we already as a group all of us have a snowball's chance in hell of even making a roster for one day yep because this is not the nfl draft combine regional regional combine these are free agents these are guys that play minor league ball guys that play d2 d3 or, or even d1 ball or didn't play or didn't play at all uh, so you don't have a lot of film. You don't have the professional, quote-unquote, experience on film. You don't have you a little bit older than most of the guys right, at the right, time. Yeah. Right. So you're walking in the door with a disadvantage. So mm -hmm. he was gone before he even had a chance to fill out his uh, liability waiver forms. Then they get to the liability waiver forms. He says, listen, do not fill out these forms until I tell you to do so. You had some knuckleheads going there. Hi, I, I, hold, what you doing? You feel out for? Okay, come here, man. Have thanks nice thanks for coming. Took his form, ripped it up right there. That happened twice. Yeah. Remember when we were covering the regional yep. here in Houston? Yep. Same thing happened to a kid yep. right in front of us. Yep. Yep. So you never know. That kid possibly could have been someone who maybe made a prank squad. Maybe. And the other thing is like CFL teams have access to this. Mm -hmm. Now, which we didn't have that opportunity. You have XFL, USFL. Their, their connection is XFL, especially yep. with the partnership with The Rock yep. and the NFL. He blew all those opportunities at one time because he just could not listen Follow instructions. to instructions. Yep. So that's the that's the just the opening the the, the environment. And from the time that you're there, um, I hate to use this analogy, but you're kind of like a piece of cattle mm -hmm. because they're looking at every physical aspect of you: your height, your weight, your strength, uh, your muscle tone, muscle mass, your build. Um, and they have your skin. Like, right. They actually say right. something That's like he's skin. got really tight skin. Right, right, right. Like when you walk or when you move, they look at the things like your hip rotation, mm -hmm. your your agility, your posture. Every single aspect of you as yep. a, as a as a physical human being is being evaluated. Yep. Um, 
And so uh, they have like a, a height weight matrix uh, and every measurable is, is falls within a category. And matter of fact, there's a story that, that just came out about the, uh, I can't recall who the quarterback is, but he has a size a, uh, 8.5. Kid from Pitt. The kid from Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. He has 8.5 8. Uh, inch hands, which is smaller than any other quarterback that's currently in the league. Yep. So that tells them, at least in their opinion, that he's going to have trouble gripping the football. Bad weather, the NFL football like is bigger than the college football, uh-huh. in case you didn't know. Yep. He may have trouble gripping the football. Um, there are certain um, – I'm not a quarterback, but your quarterback coach is going to show you certain ways to throw the football. Mm-hmm. You have tighter windows. You got to have a, the spiral. Spiral's got to be tighter. The ball's got to get there on a rope. Yep. Uh, so they're going to be watching very closely at how he's able to deliver a football mm-hmm. because of the size of his hands. So he's already down one, one strike. Yep. They said the same thing about me. They said my hands are average. I got nine and a half inch hands is average. And they say it's average. I was I was like barely like they have from a scale to one to a hundred. Right. My hands were like an eighty. <laughs> but you, you have the guys on the far end. And this like, dude's hands are, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. Massive. Look at mine compared to his. I, I don't have I don't have I don't have large hands. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. But uh, they have guys like Jadavian Clowney, uh, who was uh, or, or Javon Curse, who guys I think are historically three X. Javon right. Curse wore three X. Javon Curse has like an eleven point five, so he can he, take a ruler and put and it, put it from his thumb to his finger, to his pinky finger, and hold hold a ruler from one end to the other. That's ridiculous, man. Um, but they're saying that those, these are the type of things that helps an offensive alignment to engage in blocks or helps a defense alignment shed blocks. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at all of that from the from the very beginning. Then once you're out there, we haven't even we haven't even warmed up yet. Nope. <laughs> you get out there and we do sprints around the entire football field three times just to warm up. And if you're breathing heavy, come here, let me talk to you. Yeah, come here, let me talk mm-hmm. to you for a second. If you're slowing down, if you're following by following 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 behind the pack, hey man, come here, let me talk to you. You need yep. a break? Come here. Let me talk to you. And guys are just dropping like flies. Yep. We we complete the three um Laps around the football field, we get into formation, like, and then we start doing warm-up drills. They're looking at how you're doing your drills when you warm up. Yep. You know, if you go out there half-stepping on your drills, hey, come in and talk to you. Really. Yep. So people are just dropping like flies throughout the entire thing. Then we get to, they bring out some Navy SEALs. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And uh, these Navy SEALs put us through some calisthenics that, like, make every bone in your body or every muscle in your body hurt like you would never mm. believe we have not worked out yet, folks. This is the warm-up. Warm up. <laughs> so, and some more people couldn't do some of the, and they had like some uh, some yoga type stuff that they incorporated into the Navy SEAL drills. Some of those folks, have a nice day. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. So we finally get to the point where they huddle us up. Oh, and then the director comes talk to us. You are already tired. You are already tired. <laughs> You're already tired. tired. The uh, the, the uh, director of ops, uh, the director of uh, the combine comes out. Some uh, former NFL players came out, uh, talked to us. Free agent guys who went through, you know, the entire grind and talked to us about you know how to conduct yourself as a professional, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, there were some legal people that came out and talked about the legal uh, liabilities of you know participating. Like you blow your knee out, you on your own. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll get you to the hospital, but that's that's it. So we you know we signed off on all those um, liability waivers. Then we started the workouts, the bench press, the vertical jump, the S drills, the cone drills, the 40, you know, those type of drills. And they're evaluating every single step. 
for the entire day. You go pee to you go to the bathroom pee too many times. They can be like, hey, right, come on, man, let me talk to you. Yep. So that that might indicate kidney problems, yeah. or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Because are you going to be able to to function on the sidelines mm-hmm. through the entire game? Yep. So. That's crazy. Um, so I never went to the NFL combine, but I went to a lot of uh, not a lot. I've been to about three or four, uh, three uh, pro football combines, mm-hmm. which is just a general combine put on by uh, minor league teams mm-hmm. where there were NFL scouts there. Mm-hmm. There were um, uh, arena scouts, um, mm-hmm. you know, CFL mm-hmm. guys like that. Uh, my first one was back in 1996, <laughs> um, back in 1998. Um, I went to a combine in Cleveland, you know, and that's good for Cleveland. Cleveland. (laughs) We'll tell that story later Uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And, you know, Brown Scouts and and all those different guys were there. And uh, actually how I got there, I played in um, I made All-American that year and I played an All-American game Mm -hmm. and it was in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And one of the officials was a scout, a regional scout for the Browns. Mm -hmm. And he came up to a few of us after the game and was like, hey, you know, I. I, I like what you did out there. Here's my card. Give me a call. I got this combine. I want to invite you to. I'm like, cool. So we get there. He's there. Browns guys and um, things like that. I work out. I have never been the prototype. Mm-hmm. For you For you guys who don't know, I am five foot ten and a half. I've been short. I find out I've been shorting myself. I've been saying five ten. I'm actually five ten and a half. <laughs> so you know, um, I'm five ten and at my Highest weight, I was about 360. I was I used to be a big boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll show y'all some pictures later. Um, now I'm about 270. Mm-hmm. So I, I've lost quite a bit of weight. So if you look at that, you like 5'10, 360. This guy looked like Jabba the Hutt. I didn't. Um, I don't have the largest hands. I was never the fastest guy. I was ne- I never impressed you on the bench. Um, well, my my max was about 415. Mm-hmm. But the most I've ever thrown up 225 was 24, mm-hmm. which ain't bad. I mean, you got running backs doing that now. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've never jumped off the screen in a workout. Mm-hmm. But when you put my film on, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So I went to that, that combine, and I got a call from a – I didn't make the Browns, obviously, but I got a call from an arena team called the Dayton Skyhawks. Mm-hmm. Hey, we want you to come down and play. Sweet. So I went. I played for the Dayton Skyhawks. Came back, played minor league ball. Went to another combine a few years later in Minneapolis, and of course the Vikings were there. All these other teams didn't make it. Guess who called? A team called the Flint Flames, mm-hmm. who happened to be in my home state of Michigan. Why don't you come on down? Cool. Okay. So there's that. But. At the combine, I saw it. Like I was telling a young fella before we went on on, on um, the air, I've seen guys who will throw up the the uh, 225, 30, 35 times. Mm-hmm. And then you see, put them in pads and mm-hmm. they get pushed all over the field. Yep. So the combines that I went to were real simple. Like it wasn't. They didn't do the the fat and, and all that different stuff the NFL do. They come in, they say, get on this bench, run this 40, do this vert, do all these calisthenics things, and if we like what we see, we'll call you. Mm-hmm. Now, what people don't know about these type of pro football combines, majority of the time, they already got their teams. Mm-hmm. Like the arena teams, right. they're looking for maybe two or three diamonds in the rough right. that they can say, 
I want that guy. Right. So that was my experience with the combine. Now, these guys, um, let's talk about what we've seen with some of these guys. Now, the fastest 40 time so far, official, I remember it first came out that Chris Olave ran a 426. Mm-hmm. But when his official came out, it was down to like 439, mm-hmm. I think it was. But so far, the fastest official 40 was Taquan Thornton from Baylor. He ran a 428. I don't, I don't think the average person understands how, how fast, fast that is. is. That's basically, it's a 40-yard dash now. That's saying that this kid can run 10 yards in a second, in one second. That's like two steps. Mm-hmm. Now, we're Texas guys. Mm-hmm. State of Texas. We've seen Taquan Thornton play. Mm-hmm. Did he look that fast to you? Not not on the field, no. No, he didn't look that no. fast on the field. Right. But you had guys like Barry Sanders, for example. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, I think, ran like a 4-5. Mm-hmm. You ever seen anybody catch Barry Sanders? Nope. Why is that? Because there's a big difference between, between combine, combine speed, speed and, and game football speed. speed. Right. Football game. In the combine, you got on spandex pants, spandex mm-hmm. shirt. You're not taped. The, the conditions are perfect. No pads. It's, it's, no pads. Right. It's indoors. You're light. Right. I want to see a guy in full pads, on grass, in cleats, when it's cold, carrying a football. Now I want to see how fast you are mm-hmm. because – the, everything ain't gonna be perfect mm-hmm. in the game, right? Right. So, and you're running in a straight line in the forty. You don't have the DBs coming down to crack on you. You don't have the linebackers yep. shifting over, you know, or even sometimes even a D lineman to take you off your path. So, yep. th- again, two different ki- kinds of speed. And then you also have the the burst and then the top end guys because you have like Barry was definitely a top end kind of yep. guy too. Once he got to that second gear, you for damn sure weren't gonna catch him. And you may not notice it because you didn't watch him as much as I did. He had this little thing he did. When he hit second gear, he kicked his leg up. Mm. And once he kicked his leg it's up. It's over. And, it's then, over. and once he started. Put six on the board. Is, he gone. Put six on the board. He, he gone. Yeah. He gone. So the combine, to me, is overrated. Mm-hmm. Because just because you look good in spandex mm-hmm. and just because you fast in spandex, that don't mean you could play football. Right. Emmett Smith was he about like a four six? Jerry Rice was like a four, four six, six five or something, almost like four seven. Right. Shannon Sharp, I think, was also another guy. Was like a four six. Have you ever one seen one of the top five tight ends of all time? Have you ever seen Jerry Rice get caught from behind? Nope. Because he had football speed, right? And that's not discounting that, right? But for me, the combine is it's a glorified interview. Mm-hmm. Like he said, mm-hmm. they want to see if you listen mm-hmm. and don't. Excuse me, don't discount the Wonderlick test mm-hmm. because that's big too. They mm-hmm. want to see your level of intelligence. They right. want to see your thought Cognitive process. Ability. Cognitive ability. Because they're about to pay you millions of dollars. Right. The rookie minimum is what, 300, something almost 400 grand? I believe. Yeah. At minimum, they're about to pay you over a quarter million dollars a right. year. They about to, you're, an invest, you're an investment. Right. You're an, they're investing in you. Right. So they are looking at A, how you think. Mm hmm. How intelligent you are, mm-hmm. how you speak, how you interact with people. Mm-hmm. Because guess what, you got the media. That's a good point. You also, and I forgot right. to mention too, mm-hmm. that they. And one of the, the positive comments I got was that when we we they put us in the group, so they would put like a collection of linemen, skill players together, mm-hmm. and we all traveled from one station to another uh, in groups as we did workouts. Mm-hmm. I made us break the huddle. 
I brought hey, let's bring it in. Come Leadership. on. Hey y'all, let's go. Cause the uh, uh, the the super combine was in Detroit. I said, hey y'all, we're gonna break this huddle. We're gonna say Detroit. Every time we break this huddle, y'all go out there, let's do these drills. They saw me leading that huddle. And he's like, man, I like your leadership style. Yep. I love that. They so that's the intangibles kind of stuff that they mm-hmm. look for. So that's ultimately I think I think that's one of the reasons why I got invited to a second workout with the Dallas Cowboys right. when they brought a bunch of guys who didn't make it with the first cut. Right. They brought us back to the to Dallas and we uh, were able to Talk work about out that. the Cowboys. That was that was a hell of an experience, man. I, I I gotta say, you know, for me it's like a like a kid because I'm I'm a Cowboys fan. Right. So it was like a dream come true kind of thing. Um Getting up, they put us in a very crappy hotel, though, Jerry. You got <laughs> But anyway, so they huddle us on the bus. We go to the stadium early in the morning. We get out the bus. Um, their uh, per- personnel guy talked to us for a little bit. And he said, okay, we're going to walk out to the field. And I had no idea that they had it prepped like game day. Yeah, day. I like, remember that. We walked to the field, and then, like, the announcer's like, no, the, the participants are not for the Dallas Cowboys workout. I'm like, What? And they had cheerleaders out there. They had the flamethrowers, and like we ran out the tunnel. And I was like, "Whoa, man!" They, they, they. Once we got to the stadium, they went above and beyond. Right. But it was it was very very cool experience, you know, working out uh, for them, and um, we got to sit down and do you know little one on ones afterwards. And you you talked to Stephen, right? Yeah, I talked talk, to Stephen Jones. Your conversation with Stephen Jones, and uh, you know, he gave me some feedback, and you know, it is what it is. I didn't make the team, but it was it was a great experience, right? Um, overall, yeah, yeah, it's um. Like, like I, you know, like we were alluding to, they want to know you, right? Because look, and I, I'm not uh, who. Uh, what's the kid? Um, Henry Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. Look what he's going through right mm-hmm. now. Great talent, right? But you decide to go out here and get drunk, right? And drive a sports car 150 miles right. an hour, and you kill somebody, right? So they want to know. We know you can play football, right? If you here, if you play D1 college football, right. if you got invited to the combine, we know you can play football. Mm-hmm. We need to know, but we don't know you. When we you. give you this money, what are you going to do? There you go. Off the field. Because we invest draft capital. We draft, We invest financial resources. We invest time from our scouting department, our personnel department, marketing. We're putting our brand, our brand on, you. on you. You are part of our, our brand. Our, our PR on you as a mm-hmm. team. Are you going to represent us well off the field? Yep. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of talented guys that are sitting at home or working at Home Depot or whatever. Because they just didn't understand that part of it, they had everything else, but they they blew it because of those type of um, behaviors. Yep. So and and look at uh, we'll take the Patriots for example, mm-hmm. the Aaron Hernandez situation. Mm-hmm. Listen, let me he tell had you, Hall of Fame skill set, what? Man. Oh, unbelievable. He was, Six four, two fifty, run a four four, right. catch everything. everything. He Block. was Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah, Aaron Before Hernandez Kelsey. was Travis Kelsey, and right. let me tell y'all something. And he if, was a more athletic version, one hundred percent. Yeah, you, if y'all forgot, go back and look at that man's film. Look at his film at, from Florida. That Florida, right. uh, Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all this: if Aaron Hernandez didn't get in trouble, there probably would be no Gronk, right? Because Gronk, Gronk started was eat- the number two guy. Don't don't, don't forget, he and was Gronk the is the first guy. ballot Hall of Famer, right? And Gronk was number two behind Aaron Hernandez. Right. He was that good, right? But he killed people, right? Allegedly. Well, no, he got he got convicted. He so got convicted, legally, yeah. he killed people, right? Okay. The Patriots are all about their brand. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the New England Patriots, is two things you see: mm-hmm. you see Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and you think Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. because look what he did. That's the reason why the second he got arrested, what happened? They cut him quickly. 
They didn't say before and you they even took his jail photo. He was cut. He was cut on the before he even arrived mm-hmm. at the jail. He mm-hmm. was cut because certain teams don't play about their brand, right? Um, so they're putting their brand on you. They're investing a lot of money in you, mm-hmm. and they need to. And I understand it's business. Mm-hmm. It, we call it a game. We call it the game of football. But at the end of the day, it's at the NFL level. It is business, and you are an employee. It's just like people say things like, oh, he plays a game for a living. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't. He That's his job. He is an an, – excuse me. uh, Matthew Stafford is an employee of the Los Angeles Rams and the National Football League. Right. He's not a football player. Right. They're paying him a lot of money. Right. So they need to make sure that you are going to be worth their investment, mm-hmm. not only on the field, but off, off the, field. the field, off the field. Right. So look at Antonio Brown, for example. That's a, I mean, the, the perfect current example right now. Right. Hall, he's, he's got a Hall of Fame resume. He's still still even. I think he's 33, 32, 33. Something like that. Yeah. Still has the ability to be an elite receiver in the league, but he just can't stop the foolishness. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got so many opportunities, you know, and he probably he's probably done. He's probably maybe one team might take a chance on him, give or take, but he's probably done early. Somebody, I think somebody with a B because he's still right. still like you said, right? Talent, excuse me, talent wise. He's still a top 10 receiver, mm-hmm. maybe top five, mm-hmm. top 10 for sure. Mm-hmm. Talent. Somebody might say, just like the uh, Bucks did, mm-hmm. the Bucks were like, you know what? We got Mike Evans, but we need more. It says a lot when you're a, he's a, he, his talent and his, and his numbers say he should be possibly a first or second ballot Hall of Famer. Cause he, I mean, he's, yeah. he's been one of the baddest dudes for like yeah. the past 10 years. Yeah, he has. But he's on a prove it deal. Yeah, because they just don't trust what he's gonna do off the field. So that alone tells you a lot about the way that he conducts himself, the way he carries himself. So let's, uh, yeah. I mean, I looked. Let's, at, let's, looked, talk, let's, let's talk about. Yeah, it. let's look because I've never looked at his resume oh, his, just his like resume in a is row. Insane. Yeah. Uh, he's got the Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. four times, first team All Pro, mm-hmm. one time. Wow. I didn't realize mm-hmm. four times first team All Pro, one time second team, seven Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. two times rece- receptions leader, two times yardage leader. That's absolutely Hall of Fame yeah, resume. First no ballot right. you, you, for whatever reason, the um, requirements for receivers are weird. Mm-hmm. But so he may not get in first. He's not getting in first ballot. No, period. of course, just because, because of foolishness. That, but I'm go. saying he was trending toward being. If he was that kind if, of guy. If right. he was Calvin Johnson off the field, yeah. he's definitely right. first ballot right. Hall of Fame. Right. Or like Terrell Owens. Right. Uh, listen, Terrell Owens is the second most talented wide receiver I've ever oh, seen. Ever. Now, ever. I'm, I'm not just being biased because I'm a Lions fan, but the most talented wide receiver I've ever seen was Calvin Johnson. Oh, Megatron was like made by the football guards. He was just like, if you go into a lab. That wasn't even fair. What yeah, that, yeah. Terrell Owens is the second most talented. Now, Jerry Rice is the GOAT right. based on uh, longevity, right. numbers, production. Super Bowl production. That's, right. that's the perfect word to right. encompass it all. But the most talented receiver I've ever seen was Calvin Johnson. Right. Terrell Owens is right there. Right. Terrell Owens is right there. Right. He's got that. He's uh, the prototype for what we're looking at now. Everybody's trying to draft a Terrell Owens. Yep. They're trying to draft that big guy who can run over the middle, who can run multiple routes, yep. who's got good hands, mm-hmm. who can block, who can, 
you know, separate himself in space. They, uh, Terrell Owens is kind of the template for what you're seeing now. He's the uh, – what's the kid that the Falcons drafted? Um, Julio. Yeah, Julio. Uh, he, they, those guys come from – they come from Terrell Owens. He was the first big receiver with speed and range and hands that, you know, I can think of that, you know, yeah. they start pursuing aggressively in the first round. Julio Jones got a uh, – I, I think he got a raw deal plan for that whack team in Atlanta, mm. though. I mean, yeah. you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Nah, I'm just bad. We got Atlanta Falcons <laughs> fan in the in the studio, so I'm just busting his balls a little bit. But no, and Julio Jones is right there. Yeah, as far as talent. Yeah, you know. Oh, it's uh, same. It's same. Remember that catch he made in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that might be the best catch. I shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Those y'all that know, if you know the story. We'll, we'll tell y'all about it. Later. <laughs> That might they, be. They need to start stitching his gold jacket. That might be the best Julio catch Jones, I've ever seen. Just, just start working yeah. on his gold jacket right now. Yeah, he's a hall of famer. First ballot, first for, ballot. for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we said all that to say, and this is what you get when you get bring the pain sports talk. We don't. Oh, we got to stay here. We got to stay on topic. We just have conversation. Mm-hmm. All we we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we've been doing for eight years. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it in front of microphones, in front of a camera, mm-hmm. and that's what y'all love about us. We just have conversations. What I say last week, no fluff, just real stuff. No fluff, just real stuff. Yes, we just two cats having a conversation. Yep. You know, so when, when I was thinking about the um, the subject for the day or the topics for the day, yeah, we do come in with topics. Mm-hmm. Now, when we were on TV, we had to be like this mm-hmm. because you had commercials and you had time constraints and things like that. But radio for us is just conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I said, well, we're going to talk about the combine, of course. And I'm like, an hour? We can talk about that. We, we do this. We, all, we, this is what we do all day. Anyway. This is it. Road trips. That's yeah. all we do. You know, make songs about people that can't drive, <laughs> <laughs> and and we have football conversations. But yeah, so again, back to um, what they're doing at the combine. It's a glorified interview. Mm-hmm. They're getting to know. It's just like any other job. Like I said, it's a job. Right. If you apply for a job, they already know you're qualified mm-hmm. because they see. You're a hiring manager mm-hmm. at your job. Mm-hmm. You're a program manager. You hire and fire. Mm-hmm. When you get an application come across your desk, you already know that person is qualified mm-hmm. when you look at their resume. Right. But I need to see. I need to verify your references. So I know that you're somewhat fast because you played in the SEC, mm-hmm. played against Georgia, you played against Bama, you played against uh, Auburn, you know, et cetera. Right. right. I know you have some skills there based on your stats, your numbers, et cetera. I want to know if I take that person who worked in that environment and put them in this environment, what's the probability of success? I look at a resume. I see that you're a job hopper. You got a different job every six months, every every year. Yep. I plug you in, in this environment, you're going to leave me within six months or a year or two. And I, go I see this all you all got over stability. Again. I yep. see you have um, growth, progression. You get promoted. There's a good chance that might happen here also. Yep. So they have the same type of mentality when it comes to evaluating players to combine, that's the, the that's the combine is is verifying references. That's it. The NFL is just wise and smart enough to say, "Hey, we can take some money." Because remember, the combine wasn't televised up until recently. Uh, I would say two thousand early two thousands. Yeah, mid two thousands. Mid two thousands. Yeah, I, I don't even think like the year Brady worked out. I don't even think that was no. It wasn't. That yeah. was ni- uh, two. Yeah. That was two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, mid two thousands, yeah, is when someone someone in the NFL marketing department said, "Hey, we can make this an annual event where we, you know, because the whole idea of the NFL calendar, in case you haven't figured it out, they do some type of event to keep their followers engaged 
every month. Mm-hmm. The draft, the combine, uh, the uh, OTAs, uh, the preseason, all that Hall of Fame. Shout out to NFL Network. Yeah, they they do all of that to keep people engaged and keep mm-hmm. the hunger for football going year round. And we need that. Yeah, we we yeah. need that. Yeah, you know? that was that I, I was I will admit it's it's a brilliant move, but. Don't take the combine for more than what it is. It's a verification of credentials. And even if sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. It's the same thing like any other uh, interview or any other job. People look good on paper, but when it comes down to work, they may not work out. Now, you have some people. Ah, uh, here we go. This is what I've been waiting on. You have some people in media <laughs> who, and I, I, I'm, don't get me wrong, we all make mistakes. We all project things, and we all say, okay, this person is going to work out. This person going to do, et cetera, et cetera. But when you take hard turns and hard curves and you t- uh, tie your credibility to it, sometimes you come out looking like a complete jackass. <laughs> jackass. When you go too far. Again, it just this is just based on the combine. So we have a, a tweet here that I want to share. Uh, and I, I'm just, like I said, we keep it real around here. You're welcome to respond, too, because I'm going I'm to tweet this. I'm going to tag you on, too. Matt Miller, <laughs> at NFL Draft Scout. Those of you who, who has been, unless you've been under a rock the past, I don't know, five, five six, six years, years yeah. Derek Henry is by far, by far the best NFL running back right now. It's, it's, to me, it ain't even it's close. That's not. He would have crushed anyone else in the league this year in terms of rushing. I think he was still like a top eight rusher in the he league. Missed, he, missed, he missed like he missed seven or games. eight games. At, at the time, he missed four or five games. He right. was still leading the league right. in rushing. Right. Yeah. So he was still a top 10 rusher despite missing half the damn season. Right. Okay. So this is what this guy says. Derrick Henry is Marcel Reese or Brandon (laughs) Jacobs in the NFL. Lacks ability slash wiggle to ever, to ever. Ever, ever? Forever, ever. Break free versus the pros. Could be a good short yard guy. Say, man. Could be. Possibly. Say, man. I don't know who pays you, man. Or, or and like I said, I don't. I don't know your entire career, but this is a hell of a miss right here. Because if you covered, if you actually covered Bama, and I actually went to the year that he was in the, uh, uh, he won the Heisman. Didn't you go to the Iron Bowl one year too? I went to Iron. No, that was the year after. Oh, oh, he was right. gone. Right, okay. he was gone right. already. But uh, I covered the uh, the Heisman. Yeah, uh, when he, you know, yeah, I'm Christian McCaffrey, man, Watson. Listen, man. There was nothing about that kid that said third down back, short yardage back. I'm still stunned to this day that he didn't get drafted in the first round. There was everything about that kid. Yes, Alabama has great offensive line, and they had a history of great running backs that Mm -hmm. came out of that system. But Derrick Henry is something that we have not seen. Just imagine the running style of Earl Campbell – in Jadavian Clowney's body Real with talk. more speed. Yeah. This dude is this this, this dude's manufactured somewhere. Like it's not even fair. I don't know if they have that, that, that if you guys Google it, you can see the picture. There's a picture of him standing next to Mark Ingram, and he looked like Mark Ingram's father. And Mark Ingram is Mark Ingram's he's not a that big tall, dude. But right. he's, he's a he's jacked. a dirty Yeah. It's it's insane how and like I said on his film, yeah, he's not he's not a Barry Sanders. Or a Darren Sproles kind of guy that he's gonna make you look stupid. You yeah. know, you get in front of him. Right. But oh, he's, he's gonna make you look stupid, but not oh, the he's same gonna make way. You, yeah, he's gonna make you stupid. He's gonna knock you on your ass. Right. But 
He's not he's not a shifty guy. No. But it, to say that he don't have wiggle enough to get away from defenders to ever to ever and That's a the short part. yardage That's the back. What? No, no. This is Earl Campbell on steroids, man. Yeah. This I mean, is, this not, is, this I don't, I don't literally Campbell. mean on steroids, but I mean figuratively. <laughs> it's a six four Earl Campbell. Yeah, he's a six four Earl Campbell. He is a supersized Earl Campbell. Remember, when we were at the Pro Bowl and uh, we were doing an interview with him. We were doing yeah. a um, a group interview as media. I was standing next to Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I was so amazed at how big he was. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll, I'll post a picture on our Instagram page. Remind me. Mm-hmm. I snapped a picture standing right next to him. Man, this dude's arms is about yeah. this big. He is... Yeah. It's still like a thigh. His, I, his bicep look like a thigh. I don't care how <laughs> I don't care how big Derrick Henry looks to you on TV. Right. Multiply he's that bigger by than five. that, yeah. Yo, however yeah. big you think he is, he's bigger. Right. For running, running back. For running back. Uh, that's the first time I can recall standing eye level with a running back. And right. I'm, I'm six foot six. six. six, right. Now, I'm like... Damn, who's the lineman? Here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. He's so a big boy. When I saw him in person is when I was really same thing I said about Cooper Cup last mm-hmm. week. I was more impressed with him when I saw how thin he was. Derrick Henry is the opposite. Mm-hmm. I was more impressed when I saw how big he was. Mm-hmm. And I thought about some of the this dude is 6'4, 250 pounds, and mm-hmm. has a 99 yard, a 90 something yard run. Mm-hmm. How, Sway? How is yeah. that even possible? Right. So now, as we were talking about, look, look, bro. Uh, yeah, there we go. Look, oh my goodness. There we go. And Mark Henry is is a big boy. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's a big guy. Yeah. He's he's bigger than your average NFL running back. Look, look at his look at, <laughs> look at his foot, man. And this is, I think, I think this is uh, Derrick Henry's like his sophomore year or something like that. Uh, I see the national championship yeah. pack. So I think that that's was that, his that was sophomore his, year. Yeah, because he came out as junior. Yeah. Year. So he's yeah. bigger than that now. Yeah. And look at him. Like he's just towering over Mark Ingram. Like. Hey son, right? You having fun at the game? Daddy's playing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, man. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, and he's actually a cool dude. Yeah, like oh, we, no, he's a great kid. Yeah, but to to go back to what we were saying before we went on air, we were talking about that tweet, mm-hmm. and I when I read when I heard when he read tweet to me, I said, okay, I agree. Something he said was a fact. Derrick Henry does not have a lot of shift and wiggle. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But to say that he doesn't have enough to ever. Right. Get, how can you say that from A, his Alabama film? Right. Or B, what you. He, did he go to the combine? Yeah. Uh, he didn't work out much at the combine. Okay. I don't think he ran. But the, uh, he didn't need to. He didn't need to. The, the Brandon Jacobs comparison, body wise, I see that. Right. Running style, oh, yeah. I see that. Right. But. To say from just that he will be a third down back and he will, won't ever that's absurd. Now hindsight is twenty twenty. Right, we, we know that because there was one time where they thought Heath Schuler was going to be the greatest quarter, <laughs> greatest quarterback that ever played. And Ryan Leaf. And Ryan Leaf. Mm-hmm. You know who they convinced the Chargers to pick Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. Like oh my god. Oh wow wow. I, 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 <laughs> I I just have no words for that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they they miss sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at Tom Brady, man. Mm-hmm. Tom. Everybody Six knows Tom. Draft everybody knows his story. We won't have to go into that. But look, if at, you look at Tom Brady's combine workout, look at his combine body. You wouldn't have projected him as an all state insurance man. Tom, <laughs> I, I mean, 
<laughs> Tom Brady now. Tom Brady is forty five years old now. He looks better now, now than, than he, he did, did then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, technology right. and nutrition right. and things have changed. Right. And he was why, a bean pole, just a straight up and down. And he had. He was skinny. Yeah. He was skinny fat. Right. He had and slow, slow. He had no muscle tone. Mm-hmm. He was a straight up and he looked like you say he looked like an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. I think they timed him with a calendar when he ran the forty. <laughs> <laughs> he ran a four tomorrow. <laughs> but Tom Brady is unquestionably yeah. the greatest quarterback to ever play football. I'm going to go on a limb and just say somewhere in the back of his mind, there's a small part of Tom Brady that really doesn't give a hot goddamn about the combine. I'm just gonna you go. Think on. So? Yeah, I just I think you know somewhere you know maybe I think he got fingers, seven reasons why he don't itches, care. He's got oh this ring's itching. Let me take that one off. Let me take this one off. That one off. That one off. That one off. Oh, the combine. Oh my goodness, I right. didn't get that done. Hey, remember oh, that? sorry, let me move these rings out the way. Right, right, right. The combine. Me- combine. Oh, I remember failed that? at that. Oh, I'm terrible. Just oh, I can't sleep at night. The, I didn't have a good combine. He don't the, give a damn. This is that. my favorite Tom Brady story, and I don't know if you <laughs> ever heard. He told it on uh, some some uh, podcast or mm-hmm. something. He was drafted, and I think it was Robert Kraft mm-hmm. called him Kyle Brady. Mm-hmm. He said that pissed him off. Mm-hmm. It, Tom Brady was like Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He looked for any reason right. to motivate. Right. Any reason to motivate him. Right. He said that he called his agent mm-hmm. and said, hey, I just bought a house in Boston. Mm-hmm. What? What? A six-rounder? A six-round pick purchased like- a home. Not a not a condo, not an apartment. He a, bought a, a house. house. He settled. Like I'm, I'm gonna be here. Tom Brady actually told his agent, and, "I'm going to be the starting quarterback on this team, yeah. so and I'm going to be here for like, a while." Shouldn't you make the team first? He's all. Oh, don't worry about that. I'm good. <laughs> don't worry about that. He just moved two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that th- that's and the he t- told Belichick when Belichick called him on the phone to let him know, "Hey, Tom, we're going to take you." With our, our six-round pick? If you don't. He said, Mr. Belichick, thank you. You know what? You just made the best decision in the history of your franchise. He did. That's what he told him on the phone call the night of the draft. Yep. Yeah, I mean. I mean. So so, so we said all that to say, sometimes they miss. Yeah. They miss. Oh, yeah. Everybody missed on that one. Everybody missed. Including the Patriots five times before. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Six round. Right. Six round. Now, back in the day, bro. The, the NFL draft used to be like nine, ten rounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at some of like the old school guys, you just, it was a like ninth, ninth tenth round, round pick. Round. You're like, they cut it down to seven. Right. They cut it down to seven. And listen, the level of talent from the NFL to any other level, listen, we've played with and against guys who played in the National Football League. We played with and against guys who were on NFL practice squads. And I use this same example, Pat Carter. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh, well, From, when I was playing with the Storm. Oh, Swiss knife, Pat Carter. Man, Pat, man. Pat Carter came. We heard that we had. I don't a, think there's anything this dude couldn't do on the football field. It, I, I like for real. P- Pat came to us, and I'm playing with the Fort Bend Storm minor league team back in 2012. And word on the street, hey, we got a receiver coming down who just got cut from the Miami Dolphins uh, practice squad. Sweet. Oh, practice squad? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell y'all something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Carter is probably the best pure athlete, the best football player I've ever played with mm-hmm. or against. Now, 
Pat Carter never he was on the practice squad for like the Dolphins. He'll see this like the Dolphins, the Bucks, a couple other teams never made the active roster. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the best football players I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, how good are the elite players? Right. Look, look at the, the, the difference in 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 talent or perceived talent. Right. So, again, sometimes they miss. Mm-hmm. But to go back to this year's combine. Um, now, this is what I want to bring up. Kenny Walker, Michigan State running back. And I saw it firsthand because he absent our, our Wolverines only lost until we got to the uh, uh, the playoff was against Michigan State. This dude is 5'11", 200 pounds, and he ran a 4'38". 220 pounds, and he ran a 4'38". You don't see running backs running that fast anymore. But the the stock of running backs, the stock on running backs is kind of going down. Right. Because the league is a passer league league now, right? Right. Right. It's becoming – it's evolved to more of a passer league. And you have more of these hybrid backs that – really are more kind of like a slot receiver mm-hmm. type and they go yep. into like an H-back type role. You know, they do like some jet sweep type stuff out mm-hmm. the backfield, but their primary, like, and then like Debo Samuel, I think is, is also evolving um, the running back position. They need also. To, they need to There's going to be some more guys that yeah. they draft and they're going to put them in a Debo like well, role. Well, you know, Debo's a wide receiver. Yeah. On paper. I know. Right. Yeah. But they're going to draft guys and say, hey, this guy can line up for us on the outside. He can line up for us on the inside. And we can give him seven, eight, nine, ten carries a game. Yep. He's he's one of the guys I think is moving down, changing that position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do more. Yeah. You're gonna have to do more. You are you if you're a straight up bell cow, twenty five carry per game kind of guy running between the tackles, I'm sorry to say, man, you might wanna Talk to BTP Sports, see if we have any opening. <laughs> <laughs> we just we we, we, we just, might, we just might have some for you, man. You. Um, that type of bat is is more. They're more like the like the Blu-ray DVD player, and then here kick off these guys coming out the club. Right, right, so, right. Sorry, that's man. pretty good analogy. I mean, yeah, yeah. So now let's go to the big boys, which usually it's a big boy. I think a couple years ago it was a linebacker mm-hmm. that uh, had the record with uh, throwing up two twenty five. Mm-hmm. So Zion Johnson, uh, offensive guard from Boston College, threw two twenty five up thirty two times. It's impressive. And that, that was the most. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. I think that's overrated. Yeah. Because. This is a strong lineman. They got no technique and they get their asses whipped. There you go. Off the snap. Now, for me, the 225, the test to see how many times you can throw 225 up, is it, it's supposed to be a test of strength. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more of a, te- a testament to muscle endurance. Mm-hmm. Because the four quarter guys, do your blocks get lazy? Do your hands drop? Uh, you know, do you are you able to engage and drive after you've been doing it for so long? It's like those reps. That's it. You no, know, can you can you keep that guy off you when those when these muscles hurt when it's tired? Can you keep this guy off you long enough for your quarterback to get the ball out? Right. That's that's what the bench press should tell us. Th- that's what it does tell. Right. That's what it right. tells people who know what they're looking at. Right. Most people say, "Oh, well, he ain't that strong. He he threw it up uh, twenty seven times." Okay. And not only that, you got to think about like some people just don't bench well. They're strong, but they don't bench well. Some like, guys got longer, longer arms. arms. Like me, yep. I was I was never a, a forty you know rep kind of guy because yep. I got long ass arms. It's hard to lock out these long arms. Right. 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 But you want to you want to talk about strength, and that's that's a whole nother story. Yep, yep. You know? Like I said, for me, 
I was at the time for most of my minor league career, I was over 300 pounds. I ranged everywhere from about 315 to like I said, like 350, 360. And the most I ever put 225 uh, up was 24 times, mm-hmm. which ain't impressive right. for a guy my size. Right. But my max was 415. Right. So I was strong, strong. but I just didn't have, and I got short arms. Right. But I just didn't have that kind of muscular endurance. Why? Because I didn't train that way. Right. I trained for power. Right. I didn't train for. Mistake, I don't know, but that that was the way I trained. I, right. I, I power lifted. I didn't get it and just, that's how I train now. Mm-hmm. Now I train with lighter weights and I do a lot of reps, mm-hmm. but I'm not pushing people around mm-hmm. like I used to. Mm-hmm. So it's just, the NFL combine is really more of, like we said, a glorified interview mm-hmm. to see what kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. Two, to see if you're, in, why you think they have them wearing those tight spandex? Exactly. It's not for you to be comfortable. Nope. They want to look at your body. Right. They want to see if you got tight skin. They want to see if you got a six pack. They want to see if you're in shape. Right. Because like you said. And it speaks to your dedication. Do you take care bingo. of your body? Bingo. Bingo. And your nutrition. you have a lot of guys that as soon as the off season hit, like right now, it's their off season. They're out partying, drinking, eating whatever, doing whatever. And you show up to OTAs and you do wind sprints and you're. Taking a little bit more time to catch your breath. Yep. Because you've been doing all that during the offseason. So they want to see, do you have the discipline to maintain your body? Because ultimately, no offense, guys, but they kind of own the rights to your body while you're in the contract. They do. So you got to take care of it. And can we do this? Can we Can we please, 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 please stop this? Uh, the NFL company uh, is like a form of slavery. Everybody in here is laughing right now, but we've all seen this on social media. Am I am I yeah. wrong? We've yeah. all on social media. We've seen you that. have the, the the slave master doing like the the market. They doing like they've done a side by side, and then they do a side by side with the the guy doing the measurables. Stop it, man. Okay, stop it. Let me let stop me it. let me let stop me kill this argument right here. Guys who are at the NFL Combine. Did somebody put them a chain around their neck and nope. drag them to Indianapolis? Nope. No. That's what they did to the slaves. Mm-hmm. They're there because they want to be there, right? Right. Did they put those guys up in a five-star hotel? Did, nope. they, did they put the slaves up in a five-star nope. hotel? Nope. Did they feed the slaves all that good food? Nope. Okay. When the guys made the team, did they pay the slaves millions of dollars? Nope. Did, do those guys, if they don't run a 40 fast enough, do they get whipped? Nope. No? No? That's what happened to the slaves. Right. Do, did slaves live in five million dollar homes? Did they drive uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollar cars? Nope. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You, you ever heard of it? No. Stop doing that. Stop. It. Stop. It, it's not the same thing. It's not, not even, even close. close to the same thing, man. Right. And I want you to do this. When you put out the teaser for the night, I want you to put this in there. Oh no, sure. Because even for the sure. people who don't watch the show, I want you to hear this. Right. All right. Stop that. Now we can move forward. So the most underrated part about the <clears throat> excuse me about the NFL Combine is we've been there. We went to the NFL Combine. Was it the year before COVID? Yeah, twenty nineteen. We went twenty nineteen. Now we were we we didn't go. We didn't go back this year because we just got back from LA and it just was kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus the way it goes, it, it really wasn't worth it for us. Right. We didn't know until It'll give we got, you a lot of insight. Yeah, yeah, we, we we already we already know for the most part who the super elite guys are. Mm-hmm. We've seen their film already. Um, for some of them, for me, I'm a voter 
uh, on you know several select panels mm-hmm. for the uh, NCAA. So I've already had a chance. Like when I when I get on a voting panel, I I take the whole weekend off. I break down and I watch film and you know use that to evaluate. Wait, wait, wait. You mean you actually evaluate the guys that you're voting for? Yeah. You actually watch their film? Yes. Whoa. You can't just take the stat sheet to say, oh, this guy has this, 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 this. No, you need, wow. to, you need to actually watch their film. Wow. You need to see the big games. You they, actually watch them play? You actually need to see, to oh, see the big man. games who they played against. Um, how did they perform in those big games? To me, that's the biggest thing is I go look at their, their schedules. I look at their best opponents and see how they performed against those guys. That tells me who should win the Lombardi, the Bernard, the Ray Guy Award, et cetera. That's Shout out the, to the Rotary Lombardi. Right. Shout oh, out yeah. to the Rotary Club. Yeah, love you guys. Um, but that that's that's to me, that's how, you know, you should determine how awards are uh, of course I can't speak for my peers. I know a lot of them don't do it. Uh, some of those idiots will call each other and say, Hey, who you vote for? Oh, I'll vote for Mitch Brock. Okay, I'm voting for him too. Without even looking at to see. So that's a lot of awards that are on people's resumes that people didn't actually take the time to look at the other candidates that may have not come from a power five school or a big school. They may not have that, but you look at their, their, their film and it's, it's totally different. Yeah. So yeah. that's why you get a lot of guys that have, Oh, I was just the Sun Belt or the big 12 player of the year, the, the big 12 player defense player of the year or SEC defense player of the year. You come to the league and these guys get whipped Yep, because they, they got it because of stats, and a lot of those stats are just guess, rendered from cupcake games. There you go. And, 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 I, and I'll but, call a name. And Michael Sam. Mm-hmm. Now, shout out to Michael Sam. We met him out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Cool dude. Uh, he's local. Mm-hmm. I think he still lives in Texas. He, he's from Hitchcock. So. He's, he's from Hitchcock, yeah. so I think he still right. lives down here. And we're going to have him on the show. Right. But the reality of it is, the year he won the uh, Defensive Player of the Year. They didn't have any big games. For the, uh, he, he was an SEC defensive player of the year. Right, SEC, not the national right. player of the year. Right, right, But right. he didn't play Bama. He didn't play Georgia. He didn't play none of those teams. If he, if you balled out against Bama or Georgia, mm-hmm. you're showing me something. Yep. You but, you whipped well, – I, I don't even think – I think one against, like, like Nevada. He had, he had, like he had five, sacks five sacks against, sacks. like, Kent State. Yeah. If I, if I, I might be wrong, but I think it was right. Kent State. He had – I think he had 12 sacks that right. season and, like, eight of them – Five of them was against Kent State, right. and the rest of them were like against the you know because all those big schools have cupcake games right. before they get into their um, conference season. Right. Most of his sacks were against cupcake teams, right. and that's just the reality right. of it. He you had, know? statistically he had lead, but you know in big games and big moments he was nowhere to be found, and that proved itself to be true. And the NFL, they, those, those scouts are no fools. That's, there's a reason why he fell as far as he did in the draft. And there's a reason why things didn't work out in not only the NFL but also the CFL. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we you know we keep it we keep it a buck. That's, that's what it is. If he come here, he sit here. We are gonna tell him the same. Well, thing. We gonna say the same thing. No. You know, I'm, did we make that up? Nope. That was that's what we all saw. Everybody right. saw it. Right. So, you know, and um, again, shout out to Mike. He's he's, he's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. But um, it is it, it is what it is, man. But um, so as far as the, the NFL again, the NFL combine goes. A lot of people look at it like a, um, a, a an end all. Like like mm-hmm. you said, you go and watch the film. Now, <clears throat> along with him being able to vote on these things, we went to the NFL Combine, mm-hmm. and like I said, it was first of all NFL. Can I? Can I? Can we talked about this offline? Can we? Can we talk about this for one second? Can y'all move it out of Indianapolis, please? I'm from Detroit. I'm please. from Michigan, so I'm used to the cold. Right. But I've been in Houston for 16 years now. Right. 
I I don't, don't want to go winter cold. Right. I don't want to drive in snow and ice anymore. Right. Um, Not and, to mention the, the logistics. I'm, I'm sorry, in Indianapolis, y'all got a slow, boring ass city where Domino's <laughs> Pizza Domino's Pizza closes at nine o'clock. Literally. Like we had to drive halfway across Indianapolis just to find something to eat. We night. riding around and like, at nine o'clock. And like nine o'clock at night. Like it ain't even late. And what was that one little soul food spot we went to oh, and Lord. they was closed? Uh, I'm like, come yeah. on, man. What do we want? I don't remember. Soulless what, food. I don't remember what we wind up eating, <laughs> but yeah. Switch it up. Like, right. okay, the draft used to always be in in New York. Right. Um, but now they switching it up. Like, and please, NFL, since y'all since I got There's your attention right now. That I can wrote. y'all hold on one second? I'm sorry. The twenty twenty four draft, Detroit is a finalist. Please. Right. Please let me go home and cover the draft. All right, go. But there's an article I wrote. Matter of fact, I'm going to dig it up. It's somewhere on our page. It's a couple of years back. And I said that the NFL should use its events as rewards for for teams and for cities. Like, you have the, the, the Super Bowl runner-up, they should get the Pro Bowl. The conference champion runner-up, they, can, for example, can get the combine or the draft. Use that as a way to move these events around mm-hmm. so that you get more fan engagement. I'm giving y'all this for free. It's free game, NFL. It's free. We speak for the people. It's free. We speak for the people. We speak for the people. We're tired of seeing the combine every year in Indianapolis. Thank God y'all finally moved to Pro Bowl, even though we had a great time when we went down to Orlando. Move it, move it around, man. Mm-hmm. Move it around. I mean, keep it keep it in warm weather right. cities because there's a lot that goes right. on, you know, uh, before the actual game. There's a right. lot that goes on. So keep it in warm weather cities. I, right. I agree with that. You know, Miami, Orlando, L.A., uh, wherever, but mo- mo- switch it up, right? Switch it up. You have more. You have many markets that are in warm weather cities that can very easily host, you know, some of these events. Yeah, yeah, but switch it up, man. Uh, Indianapolis was was cool, but honestly, the only two networks that are really allowed in the building mm-hmm. is NFL Network and ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority of well, not majority. Outside of those two, we got a. Uh, uh, a compadre who's an agent shout out Corey Williams mm-hmm. our guy he couldn't even get in the building to watch his clients work right, out right so the agents aren't allowed in the building nope. uh media outside of ESPN and NFL network they're obviously covering mm-hmm. but the rest of us watch the combine on screens at the convention center and it's just like ah, that is at home right exactly. <laughs> you know uh, it's a good experience though but um it was it, it was just switch it up Right, switch it up because ain't no, first of all, it ain't nothing to, and maybe that's why they do it. It ain't nothing to do in Indianapolis <laughs> in March. It's cold, it's snow, it's ice. Ain't nothing to do, and maybe that's the point of it. They say Peyton's gone, so they won't have much to do in the postseason right. anymore. So. And, but by the way, that is a beautiful facility. It is. Uh, Lucas Oil is a yeah. nice, nice facility, and the people were dope. Right, you know, we had some problems with parking and oh, logistics. Amazing. And they were amazing. They us. were dope. So yeah. uh nothing against the city of Indianapolis. And they got white castles. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, move them out. Uh, move them out. Move them out. With Matter of fact, White Castle also is not compliant with what I'm trying to do. And you try to take me off track, man. What is wrong with you? Okay. For those you've been following us, you know that I'm I'm participating in the NFL alumni wellness program. That's sir. right. Okay, I'm not allowed to eat White Castle on that program. NFL alumni program. Yeah. Well, what is that, Richard? So the NFL, Tell us about the it. The NFL alumni wellness program is uh, the NFL alumni has a program where they're we're literally focusing on attacking obesity. So I've been selected as the media representative to represent the NFL alumni association, and I'm on a program where 
over the course of the next year, which is going to end uh, during kickoff on Super Bowl 57, you're going to see me lose up to 70 pounds. So we started that. Nope, not up to, at least. At, at least, I'm sorry, at least. That's right. So we started that challenge last week, mm -hmm. and I weighed in right here. That's right. So it might be a good idea for me to weigh in again, huh? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's step on the scale. Let's, let's do that. What, let's see what it shows. Can we get the camera over here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what we're working with. Un momento, por favor. I don't know about a few pounds, but a few ounces, but everything counts. Turn the mic this way. There we go. Turn it this way. The magic number. Because last week. Was it 279? It, no, I wish it was. Three, I'm sorry, 370. Yeah, 379.2 was the number last week. Right? All right. Feel like I'm at the combine again. Whoa. 369. 369.8. So y'all can see that it's really young. Yeah. <laughs> 369.8 is the magic number. So I got it. We're going down, baby. Yes. So we continue to go down. This is how it's working. So uh, if you want more information on the NFL wellness, NFL alumni, uh, wellness program, visit NFLalumni.org, NFLalumni.org. Continue to follow us on social media. We're going to continue to post. Uh, give them the social media handles. We are on Instagram, the gram, at BTP underscore sports. We're on YouTube at Bring the Pain Sports. We are on Twitter at BTP Sports. We're on Facebook at Bring the Pain Sports. And definitely make sure you catch this podcast because you'll see the teaser. But we need you to go to Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V.com. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all know we're transparent here on Bring the Pain Sports. Everybody has... We appreciate the likes, we appreciate the comments, mm -hmm. we appreciate the follows, we appreciate the shares, but when you go to Believe.com, and we're going to post all the links, mm -hmm. and you scroll to the bottom, and you hit that play button, that is the measurable metric mm -hmm. that funds our our platform. Mm -hmm. So, if you really rock with us, this this ain't free. Mm -hmm. This studio we in, right. it ain't free. Q do want to get paid. Yep. All right? The, the studio ain't yeah, he free. Shook his head for yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, we oh, sure yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These people want to get paid. When we travel, right. that ain't free. Right. All right? The, all this equipment, all this, right. it ain't free. Right. So if you really rock with us and you enjoy our content, support the platform. Absolutely. Click on that button to, to even if, I've got people who say, some female friends of mine, I don't even watch sports, but when I see you post it, I click it. That's mm -hmm. all we need you to do. Right. I mean, right. we'd like you to listen to it. Right. But that's the measurable metric that gets us funded. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? We we, we have an open format here. That's right. Okay. It's, this is a two-way show. This is not you just sitting watching us talk. We want to invite you guys in with the big boards. That's right. Because one of the things that we feel as though has changed the paradigm for sports talk is social media. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to share that we are introducing what's going to be called Social Media Saturdays. So every week we are going to select a member of either our social media following or any social media groups that we're a part of to come invo invite them to come join us here on the show mm -hmm. to talk some, some sports with the big boys. So, um, again, uh, we'll continue to do that. 
like, uh, follow us. We may you may be on here with us next week. That's right. Uh, if you're in uh, one of these uh, so social media groups, share the content. We want to talk with you. Yep. Because honestly, there's a there are a lot of good people out there who know sports, mm-hmm. and they're out there in social media. There's That's a right. lot of people that don't know sports, and they're out there, out there on social media. media. And there's a lot of people that don't know sports that are in media. That's right. But we know <laughs> national how to, media. Right. We know how to sort them out, but we're not afraid to talk to anybody. We welcome y'all to come on in, share it again, social media Saturdays here with uh, Bring the Pain Sports and Hoop Jargon. And it don't matter your location. If you're here in Houston, we'll have you come to the studio. If you're not in Houston, we'll have you call in. But we want to talk to you. We... Hey. We may we may take Ukraine off the list for a while. Yeah, just, and Russia probably. Yeah, just yeah, for, probably just for a little while until yeah. y'all calm down a little bit. Yeah, but hey, we yeah. haven't forgotten our roots. Right. Our roots started with the people. Mm-hmm. When we started this platform, we our first gig was going to Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. on Monday nights to interview people while they watched Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That's how we started this platform. Mm-hmm. And no matter how big we get, whatever the case may be, we're, we're not going to forget our roots. People. The people is what got us where we are today. Right. So that is it for this edition of Bring the Pain Sports Talk after further review. Once again, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Instagram, IG at BTP underscore sports. We are on Twitter at BTP Sports. Facebook, Bring the Pain Sports Talk. And YouTube, Bring the Pain Sports. The Great Sports Morpheus at Twitter. It's at the Great Morpheus. Duh, D-A, D-A, you know how we do it. Great Morpheus. And, and to follow, say you on Instagram. That's right. And follow me on Twitter at Big M Brock 67. For the Great Sports Morpheus, this is Mitchell Brock. Thank you for tuning in. And we will, you'll hear us. I almost say, I'm used to TV. You'll hear and or see us. Yeah, you'll hear you really and or see both. us. We won't hear or see you, but you will hear <laughs> or see us next week. All right. Talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.